Okay, tell me exactly how you work out and then not have a protein shake immediately after you work out. I don't know. I need some sort of meal plan setup thing because I'm worried about like how many calories and how many macros and blah, blah, blah. Like, Did I, don't know what I to not do. send you a LifeSum app which helps you calculate your macros? <sighs> yes, I did. Okay, so do you know how you lose weight? Not that I want to speak because I can't lose weight to save my life, but I know the theory of how you, you lose weight. Less calories, then you you burn more calories than you intake. That's one part of it. Okay. Muscle uses more energy than fat, so you need to have more muscle hmm. to shred fat. Okay. You can't just like starve yourself. Simple enough. All right. So you should. So it's a two-pronged effort. After food is 90%. To help build muscle. Food is 90% of everything. The whole equation. Okay. It's not really. It's That's not. why we, we, you and I, our bodies look the way they do. <laughs> <laughs> because what? Because we don't eat as well as we should. Like we eat okay. It's not bad. It's not like we're eating burgers and stuff every week, but... I mean, I think we eat pretty good. Okay, let's start tells. <laughs> I thought we already started. <laughs> so let's just keep the show moving. We don't need a formal intro, do we? Yes, do we, we do. I think people expect my formal intro every I mean, Yeah, it sounds nice. But uh, this is just me and you, isn't it? It's Thursday already. I can't believe it. The week is over already. Not yet. Still your birthday. Happy birthday, by the way, officially on the podcast. Thank you. Somebody asked me if you had gotten me a present since you love presents so much. Mm -hmm. I did. I took you somewhere. No, wait, you took me somewhere. <laughs> uh, I gave you my love. Yeah, I didn't even answer. I was like, we'll, sa we'll save this little conversation <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah, that happened. So what do you have to say for yourself? You like presents, but you don't give presents? <laughs> I told you. I told you about this, didn't I? I'm a much better receiver than I am. A giver? When it comes to presents. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Things just happen very quickly. And then uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> it's your birthday. That's your lame excuse? Things just happen very quickly? Yeah, that's my excuse. That's what's coming for your birthday next year. <laughs> You really? know, it was Christmas and New Year's. Things just happened very quickly. Oh, Sorry. I thought you were going to say things will come very quickly. And I was going to say a joke about sex. <laughs> no? Uh, all right. Moving on. Moving on. No. So, yeah, that was a really fun birthday, though. I hope you enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> as much as I did. I, yeah. think, I think you did, though, right? I had a great 20 eight hour trip to arizona uh-huh that was really awesome are you going to tell people who might not be on instagram or <laughs> what, what we did okay so we went to uh well boosie's i mean she arranged and sorted all this out did all the research and pretty much everything happy birthday to me she even drove a couple of the hours required but uh we went to what was it sand hollow lake or state beach park. state park first of all en route to our main destination which was Antelope Canyon and Horseshoe Bend in Arizona. Where is this state park? Is that also in Arizona? That's in Utah. That's in Utah. 
and the time zone kept changing every yeah. couple of hours so Six. it was a little confusing we also crossed state borders like four times on the way there sure did interesting you gotta look at the, you guys gotta look at the map between vegas and page page arizona see how many times you go through different states just two different states not that many states yeah but we went from like here to utah to arizona to utah to arizona or something like that yeah. on the way there which is kind of cool i've been dying to go to antelope canyon and it was even better than i expected it to be i was a yeah. little bit bummed when we pulled up in the morning so i picked a 6 a.m hike because obviously don't like crowds and i thought nobody's gonna be awake at 6 a.m in the morning alas there were buses and buses of tourists <laughs> yep uh, ready to experience antelope canyon as well but if you are going to go, I would recommend going in April or May, early May, because as soon as school comes out, apparently they get about 3,000 visitors through the canyons per day. So you'll be waiting all day just to, <laughs> yeah. to see what we saw. So. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, were you impressed with how efficiently we uh, did everything? Yeah, I planned it that way. I planned it to the T. Okay, but were you impressed with how well I handled all of that? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you didn't have to make any decisions, so it was pretty easy, no? Yeah, but like getting up in the morning and like being there and being on time and all that stuff. That was my gift. Andrew getting up at 5.30 yeah. in the morning to yeah. be at the hike on time. Didn't even, I don't think I even complained. No, you didn't. Even after we got lost. A little bit on the way to the canyon. Yeah, pretty so. simple though. So yeah, good times. Happy birthday. How do you feel about birthdays? Much better. I used to dread my birthday. I used to have this expectation of hitting certain milestones in life. Mm. And especially as you get later into your 20s. I mean, in South Africa, everything's a little bit later. So you start driving at 18 uh, you can only really get credit at 21 and get a proper job at 21, right? So I was in a big rush to get to 21, and I was so excited. And then you start living or mm -hmm. trying to figure out what this living is. Mm -hmm. And it's not as straightforward as, as I thought it would be. So every birthday after 21 became increasingly more stressful. I was like, I don't have a house yet. I don't have a car. I don't have a husband. When am I going to get married? Yeah. And all these things. It's and a lot of pressure. Birthdays were just awful. I used to just cry. So you were like disappointed in yourself or what? Or just like yeah, depressed about life? No, just disappointed at not reaching these societal milestones that I didn't even understand. Mm -hmm. And so then the pressure. best thing. So yeah. Much pressure on a young 20 something. Not even, you know, late 20s. Yeah. Uh, early 20s and the best thing I did was just pack up and leave the country yeah came to America was like meh no expectations nobody knows me here was it like because uh, there's still a lot of people in the U.S. put these same sorts of pressures on themselves to achieve milestones that are probably arbitrarily set so yeah I think though moving to the U.S. made me realize how little I knew at my age and how little I was expected to know, right? Mm -hmm. Because I just didn't have the life experience to 
possibly have reached all these milestones. Like I didn't even have a framework of how I was going to reach them. I just thought it would happen, right? And so that's just part of growing up. And But also Andrew played a part in that. So we have to give him credit in just making birthdays more fun and not so much about what did you achieve this year which is always how i treated birthdays it was like okay go out for a dinner and then come home and write down what you achieved this Hmm. year and what are you going to achieve next year yeah that's not how i look at birthdays i mean it's always nice to uh think think of it uh well we talked about this before but like my birthday lines up with the start of the year so it's kind of cool because you sort of look at that as like the the next like lap all at once so it's like yeah i envision all these cool things happening this year or whatever but now I just I just sort of look at birthdays as like celebration of being here, you know, like celebration <laughs> of this person. Yeah. Celebration of their birth. And they're here with us. So let's take a second and celebrate that. I know. I think one of our friends said the best thing. She's she always writes in your birthday card. Thank you for being born. And I think that is the most beautiful, like celebratory way of saying happy birthday to somebody. And it's not about what have you done in this world it's just like thank you for being here so that's definitely my favorite thing and i try and write that in other people's birthday cards saying Mm -hmm. thanks for being born can you send something like that to your enemies but like the opposite on their birthday be like i wish you weren't born on this day no (laughs) that's terrible (laughs) my uh my birthday outlook is much better isn't it your birthday outlook is much more enjoyable yeah because I'd be depressed before the birthday. Birthday day was usually fine because there's cake and good dinner. Mm-hmm. And then post-birthday would Depression again? start again. Yeah, so definitely. You got to take time to just, uh, you know, be in the moment a little bit and be thankful and grateful. Exactly, which is what I did. Good. By getting out and being outside and nice. just being in nature. It's pretty awesome, though, how we could just, we left it like what 11 a.m and did so much in like a day and a half i had like a really memorable day and a half and it was still like early midweek when we were back here in vegas i know gotta work yeah gotta work shall we read some listener feedback switch yeah. it up a little bit come at me listeners all right brendan wrote to us and said Hi, Boosie and Andrew. I'm listening to your podcast now while taking a stroll through the neighborhoods of Austin. The podcast is now on pause and I'm stopped on the sidewalk because you told me to drop what I'm doing and send you an email. (laughs) My phone is still in my hands, but I followed at least the figurative meaning of the expression. Thanks for being the soundtrack to this cool nighttime stroll and for shouting me out a couple episodes ago. Nice. Another shout out for uh, Brandon. Brandon. In Austin. Yep. Good old Austin. He says, I have no issues or suggestions, just these empty words. Nice life, Brendan. No <laughs> Nice issues. life for us. Nice life for us. We're doing everything <laughs> perfectly, according to Brandon. <laughs> All right. This one I received on my birthday. Okay. Uh, this is from Alex. And Alex says, Andrew Boosie, I just wanted to let you know how much I love the vlog, but the podcast has gotten so good. Boosie is such a natural at moving the conversation along and keeping the podcast interesting. Do not give up on this podcast. It has the potential to become really huge. A la Joe Rogan, Chris Hardwick. I was just like, okay, let's just pause there, Alex. 
Uh, let's bring Especially it. as Andrew continues to become well known. Thanks, Alex. That is the biggest compliment because I love Joe Rogan. That is. That's an amazing compliment. And uh, unfortunately, bad news. This is our last podcast ever. So we are giving up on it. Nah, just kidding. You like. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going strong. Yeah, speaking of the podcasts. I want to, mm. uh, before that, um, what Alex said, I think I fully agree with about you being a natural and just keeping the conversation moving. You're a natural conversationalist. It's one of your strongest uh, suits, and uh, it's why I um, why I decided to keep we- you around. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. So you can just hear me conversate. Well, I, I, uh, I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of like when we're in a social um, uh, setting and, you know, we're like at the bar or like someone's house or something. And uh, you're, just, you're just always like talking to people and just <laughs> you don't ever struggle to like uh, conversate with people. And I wish I could be like that. Aww. Thank you, Alex. That is such a big compliment. Yeah, I think... Really, the most important thing, and my dad taught me this, just be interested in people. Mm -hmm. Ask them questions. People love to talk about themselves if you give them the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. And Jordan Peterson, who I'm also semi-obsessed with, says that if you leave a conversation and it was boring, you didn't ask enough questions and you Mm -hmm. weren't interested enough in the person because everybody has a story. And I... 155% agree with that. Yeah, I like that. I agree with that too. But I think you, uh, you do it in a way where you're like, sort of like naturally, like you almost like know that person instantly. It's a South African way. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) But, uh, there's gotta be some weird, awkward South Africans too. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, I obviously don't think of it very much, but, uh, I am really grateful because i do i learn so much from people and i always come home tell you a story even if i've just gone to the grocery store i always come home with a story to tell you because yeah i just love talking to people i think everyone's so fascinating um so yeah yeah i uh struggle with that a little bit when i talk to people i just think about my own awkwardness a little bit and what they're thinking of me and yeah and you see i'm the opposite i think when i'm talking to you and you are engaged in the conversation yeah and talking about what interests you you don't look at my flaws and i think that's probably why because i'm a little bit self-conscious but i think when i'm engaged with you in conversation and you're talking about something that's really exciting it lights me up and then yeah i don't i feel almost invisible i'm just like in your conversation and i really enjoy that so try it just forget about you we listened to a really interesting podcast on our drive to arizona Mm. it was a conversation about sleep and why we sleep uh dr matthew walker yeah this is about the book this is a must listen podcast especially for you poker players out there yeah i got some messages on instagram one guy said that podcast changed his life this especially is, being a poker player this um, is which podcast this is the joe rogan podcast with dr matthew walker i'll link it in the description yeah uh, shout, out, shout out to james for the uh, recommendation 
Yes. Our buddy James. James in Chicago. Yeah, great podcast. Makes me think I got to stop screwing around with the sleep thing. And not even if it's like, obviously, like uh, having a schedule is part of it. That's helpful. Regularity is good. Um, but just getting a good number of hours and not forcing yourself to burn the candle at both ends. It's pretty dangerous long term and short term. Yeah, I mean, the summary is that no sleep is killing you, mm -hmm. literally. So get as much sleep as your body needs, which is most of us seven to eight hours. Mm -hmm. It always sounds so cliche, though, because it sounds like something, you know, that. What is it? The food pyramid? Yeah, it just sounds like something they created in the 50s and, you know, just carried on. Through. And I think that's why people don't take it as seriously, because it was said that you need to have your, you know, food plate like this, carbs and meat. And so then what do you do if you don't eat meat? You know, people discovering all these choices, sure. I think they thought, oh, well, if I can make choices with my diet, then I should clearly be able to make choices with what I, how I sleep, you know, whether I'm sleeping three hours and just ODing on Red Bull and coffee, which just gives me heart palpitations just <laughs> thinking about it. How many hours do you get on average Um, before you listen to this podcast? Before <laughs> six, six or seven. Um, Seems like rarely seven for you. Six? Yeah. Then? Yeah. So six, six and a half hours. I am aiming for seven, seven and a half. Yeah. You should. Coming life. Months. And upcoming years. rest of your life yeah i just want it's not so much wanting to live longer but just enjoying the quality of life because yeah. that was one of the things that stood out for me he says you know it's all good and well that we have this sleep when you're dead i was i am very guilty to it i'm always going what other project can i take on which looks fun but after that seven o'clock weekdays i am not leaving my house <laughs> nice okay and so when people invite you to something uh like a dinner during the week it better be at five because <laughs> by seven o'clock i need to be back home meditates from seven to eight go to bed at nine okay that's early that's, that's gonna be <laughs> breakfast for a lot of people that run in our circles but... that's fine let's have let's go for breakfast i like yeah. breakfast food they got breakfast all day at public us downtown <laughs> and they close at seven it's perfect there that's go. where we're going for breakfast that's great for all dinners and lunches going forward because they're going to kick us out at seven fifteen anyway i recommend the uh, breakfast burrito from public <laughs> us check it out you guys downtown delicious yeah so i will link that in the description but do yourself a favor and check out that podcast how do you feel about uh our sleeping relationship it's not too disruptive so to me it isn't i worry that to you it might be my sleep i might disrupt your sleep no you um, don't at all when i'm awake no nah. no okay i think you're like really conscious about being quiet probably over overly conscious i sleep pretty solidly if i'm you know whatever time i end up going to bed i usually sleep pretty soundly um, but that doesn't mean start making a bunch of rackets <laughs> with your smoothies and blender and what what have you. Uh, thanks. But what do you think about like me going to sleep when you're waking up 
sometimes. I mean, there's been less of that lately, although mm-hmm. today that happened because I was out late yesterday at the Aria. Went to sleep at 5 a.m. last night, which is much later than it has been lately. Yeah, I think you you have such a big challenge in that because this sleep thing would ch- literally change your entire life. Yeah. Well, how do you, my, my question is how do you feel about like me us not going to bed together, waking up together, starting the day together, and ending the day, the day together romantically, like not not necessarily sexually, but <laughs> romantically holding well, hands, reading together in bed. Sure, yeah, I would we love turn that. Turn our night lights off at the That's... same time, roll over, good night, love. Good night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, uh, I'm sure, enjoy that, uh, especially the reading and talking part. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's been close to. Non-existent. Eight years, so I'm pretty used to it. I don't think you're used to it. No? No. I think I'm much better. I used to come out and ask you to come and lay with me for a little bit before I went to bed. (laughs) Yeah, which I did. I think I ask you less now. You do, but you still say, you should come to bed, love. Come (laughs) to bed. Come cuddle. (laughs) And I could still stay up for like another three, three hours or something. Well, I think I should just say more of it now because you do have to come to bed earlier and not stay up another three hours. You see, the also yeah. the other thing is that I think if you knew that you're... It's like playing poker. You used to say to me, I need to get X amount of hours in at the poker table. Mm-hmm. Because you know that long term, all these hours that you put into the poker into poker are going to result in something good. Or mm-hmm. all the hours you put into your work, all the hours you put into the gym. If we thought about sleep like that, where that all these hours that I'm putting into sleep are going to impact my life in a great way. What if sleeping an extra two hours a day made you an extra 20 grand a year? Would you sleep extra two hours a day? Of course. So I think you think about it that way. Yeah. And then then you have to sleep more. Yeah. Most people think it's the opposite. Right. Which apparently is false. Yeah. I mean, I got the box. I'm going to read up some more and let you know, listeners of the podcast, whether he's let us know if you have just another... a, a sleeping charlatan there on the podcast. Let us know if you have an extra $20,000 in your pocket at the end of the year, <laughs> magically. I think it's going to accumulate under my pillow, <laughs> uh, dollars under my pillow for every hour I sleep. But I think if we thought of it that way, then I have to reorganize my entire life, right? So I have to. It's going to take a lot for people to like be convinced of that. Yeah, it will take time. All things take time. Yeah. But speaking of that, I wanted to say that in May 2018, what do you think are the measures of wealth compared to 20 or 30 years ago? Do you think they've changed at all? Um, I think we're like only that- at the extreme tip of the iceberg because I think we're still very much in this mindset that, uh, you know, you don't need, you can get by on five hours, six hours of sleep, just power through and, you know, do what you need to do to get ahead in this world. Okay, so let's rephrase it this way. What were the measures of wealth in 30 years ago? I guess uh, the the 2.5 kids, a house and a picket fence and a dog, right? 
That's wealth. I think that's middle class. Well, no, like, uh, you know, proper IRA and... and, uh, (laughs) Holidays two times a a year. Working away at the ladder, corner office. Yeah. But like wealth, not just middle class. Like Uh, wealth. So how did you show people that you were wealthy? I guess my question is not good. How would you how would you look at somebody sure. and say that person's wealthy? So Okay. Say you So like a suit and tie? Uh, okay. A briefcase? <laughs> what if I Somebody going to work is wealthy? Do you think wealthy. I should start trying to bring back the briefcase <laughs> and bring that to the poker room? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be really swanky, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. would never have to like cash out. I could just like put my chips in my briefcase. <laughs> They're all like packed away. Put the briefcase on the table. Crack it open. You're gonna take your chips in your briefcase? I'll just yeah. I'll never cash out. I'll just <laughs> no. Okay, we'll think on it. What do you? All right, go ahead. You must have some ideas. Hit me. No, I'm just saying like wealth. Uh, a boat. boat. A nice car. Properties. Right. Lambo. Stocks, options, lots of like. Okay. Your and now? portfolio is very good. I don't know if it's completely there yet, but I think more people are interested in health. Yep. So how much you work out, how much you pay your trainer, which cleanse retreat you went on. Well, also mental health, like meditation is becoming it is, more important. It, yeah, and meditation right. was just for everybody or... Kind of But now each. it's like a... Yeah. And now it's like this commodified cool people like there's apps for it and i'm sure those apps are making millions and millions of dollars Mm -hmm. from ad revenue but it's interesting to just see that shift of so it's wealth i think wealth is now seen as you know like if you will be able to get a full eight hours of sleep that would be considered wealthy because you might not have to work two or three jobs just to get by. Yeah. Um, being able to afford a gym membership or a yoga studio membership, which is, you know, from 90 to a couple hundred dollars a month. Right. But it's sort of now, oh, I go to this yoga studio and I wear X type of yoga gear, mm-hmm. which costs a couple of hundred dollars as well. So I think it's, not what it used to be because now nobody cares about your rolex watch they care how much green juice you drink and whether all your shopping bags are recyclable right do you think that's a good thing or it's just a phase in the human evolution don't think it's a phase um i think if it was only a phase it would be like this meditation thing i think it wouldn't be as sort of like widespread as as it is i think it's becoming more and more popular and it's like pretty big even like uh fader holtz has his uh primed mind app up Mm. there in the poker space yeah there's all sorts of like mainstream this infiltration of meditation yeah i'm just saying like is it because we have trends right we we definitely have things that are cool and trending for a while and then they disappear but i'm just saying the way we view whether somebody's wealthy or not, is that a trend or do you think there's an actual shift that has taken place? 
Well, I think a lot of it, uh, I think a lot of that old school stuff still exists because that's why there's all these Instagram accounts where people are just like sort of flaunting things rather than talking about like how it's done. So, you know, there's like stacks of cash on the bed or, you know, like. There's still that? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like their cars in the garage, even what's that dude's name? Ty Lopez, like that's how he starts off oh, all his videos. Yes, you know it's like padding through the garage, padding through the garage and the house. The house. I heard he rented that house. I heard that story too. <laughs> yep. Um. So all those things are still very much like in our vision, and uh, you know now it's just on the the different uh, where our attention is, like Instagram, for example. So, what's your question? Do you, I think asking if whether you think there's a fundamental shift in how we view what makes somebody wealthy? Uh, I think we're still like at the the beginning beginning of all that stuff. I think it's still very sort of early on, early days. Um, Do you think it will get more so, and then we'll all just be hippies living in communes? I think it'll become more so because I think people. People always want the shortcut, obviously. They just want the thing rather than figuring out how to achieve the thing and working at the thing. So it's going to take a while for that to go away. But I think once people start to understand that you can, there's no one set way to get to the happiness that you're after. And uh, I think once that message sort of like spreads more and more that you should be like doing something that you love doing the things that make you happy and like that's where the actual like wealth is that that shift will like slowly move that direction but it'll take time we'll be dead by the time that happens. <laughs> yeah because i don't think i am immune to it are you i think i still want yeah the i still, things want, I still want the and... thing and then just retire and do nothing no i think that's the worst thing that could ever happen to me what am i do nothing no yeah, i'm just I... gonna play with our pet dog that we don't have yet <laughs> for some reason <laughs> that sounds awful just wake up with no purpose that dog needs to be walked he needs a master he needs his belly rubbed <laughs> okay Anjanimi. okay so uh you still want the traditional wealth i think i want both like i still want stuff but I still want to be healthy and sleep enough and mm-hmm. go to yoga and go to the yeah. Ayurvedic retreats in India too. I could be convinced of that. Convinced of? Generally, like day-to-day sort of doing things rather than just being wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think your motivation, though, is based on the things well since i started the blog it's sort of like really opened up my eyes to doing things that benefit other people whether that's through entertainment or information so if you can continue to do that whether or not like whether there's a financial benefit to you Mm. it's really enjoyable you know to be able to like provide value to other people so yeah, I think I would probably like be happy to continue to like work on some sort of project, even if I had 10 milli in the bank, 50 milli in the bank. It's just nice to provide value for people, you know, provide value to the world. Some fashion. 
and that doesn't really matter to me necessarily whether that's just entertainment or information so like motivation information entertainment okay so let's see if i'm gonna buy you a lottery ticket i'm gonna drive to the arizona border and see if we win california border as well california border and see if you win whether you will sit on your ass doing nothing or whether you'll continue with fun i'm pretty sure i would open a bar i would get started on that right away <laughs> whether you like it or not okay i probably should open a bar if that's the thing that i would do with all my newfound wealth there you go you should you should open a bar if anybody's listening out there who uh, has experience starting up a watering hole what is going to make your boss so... I got some ideas. I don't want to put them out there. I know. Okay. <laughs> Even though that's sort of silly, isn't it? Because they say it's not the idea. It's the execution, right? It is. Okay. But just generally, right? Yeah. What makes up a bar? Well, you I think generally... The... A bar, bartender. Yeah but, yeah, but forget all that. Okay. I think generally you need to have... <laughs> this is what you need to have. You need to care about pretty much everything. So, you know, like when you go to a bar sometimes or a restaurant and whatever, maybe the food's good or the decor of the place is cool. You go in the bathroom and it's like just disgusting. They forgot about the Or bathroom. yeah, it's just like not disgusting, but they like. They just overlook the It looks bathroom. like it could be a, a different place anywhere, any right. random public restroom or something. So like. Yeah, stuff like that. Like everyone's gonna go in the restroom, right? So like why abandon that part of the restroom the bar? You have to like, I think, make sure all of your staff are treating every single customer like they're so happy that they're there, you know? Because there's so many bars where like the door guy is an asshole and like immediately you walk in you immediately walk in and you already have that sort of like vibe. It just kills everything right away. Or the bartender is like so busy that, you know. It's a pain for her to get you your drink. I like how it's a her. Very presumptuous. Could be a him <laughs> to you. Him well, I said the door guy, so I wanted to say the bartender is a her. <laughs> oh, just balance out the yeah. genders, okay? So your bar would address all these experiences in the bar scene. Yeah. So good cocktails, good service. Obviously, yeah. You want to you want to put a lot of thought into um, what you're serving. So Do you like, have a signature cocktail in mind? No, because I'm not really like a bartender, obviously. So I would want to hire like someone who cares about making cocktails. What do you care about? The experience. So people coming in and feeding. I care about everything. I care about all of it. I'm just not like trained in mixology. So I'm not going to like, I don't have something in mind at the moment. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Then. But I'll be tasting all those. Don't worry about that. I'll find a good one for you guys. Okay. That's all good and well. Do you care what my thoughts are about this bar? Well, I might know some of them, but you can remind me. Okay, so... And, and tell the rest of us. The thing is, for me, especially now that we've listened to this very important podcast, the bars are nighttime things, for the most part. If you had a day bar, that's great. Okay. Drink by 5 o'clock, I'm home, I'm getting ready for bed at 9 o'clock, no problem. But bars are nighttime things. Like, I think people have a good time at the bar. But how many not good things happen at the bar? And all that is just nothing yeah. I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm against. 
bars i don't think like the concept or what you would create would be you know yeah. bad well, but it's just like that whole scene is... i guess but i mean yeah anytime like alcohol is involved it brings another facet into i guess behaviors or whatever right and you don't it's unknown because for the most part i mean you can get a crazy bright broad daylight right stone sober that's possible but you just add a lot more variables so when what about is involved so what about a bar that only serves virgin cocktails and closes at 11 30. okay the <laughs> argument about that is we're still gonna charge a premium that's fine because okay. you're coming for the experience i think that business is really I've worked in service and I don't want to work in service <laughs> long hours. Like the hours are That's so long. That's why we're going to find a good job for you that doesn't involve that. Yeah, but I think I, you know, I'm obsessive about things. So if I said, yes, let's do this, I will want to be there from 8 a.m till close making sure that everything is running according to plan I and that. i don't i got it ah I, uh, I got it all settled don't worry about that don't you worry about that all right it's gonna be day, it's gonna be daytime bar guys hope you like day drinking <laughs> i thought it was version cocktails i don't know we'll see okay i think that's all we have time for on our podcast today. topless podcast Good episode. Nice and topless. <laughs> Just took the top off all the thoughts. I love it. That's how I liked my podcasts. With the with hosts the, topless. You sound like such a perv. <laughs> and I... Please go and rate our podcast on iTunes. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. And if you're an Android user, we are available on TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as tellspodcast.com. Yeah. So find us, rate, subscribe, comment. We want to hear from you. We love to hear from you. Let us know what you uh, want to wanna hear about, what you want to talk about, what you want us to talk about, or if you own a bar. Or if you own a bar. All right. You can train Andrew. Got to go. New endeavor. Gotta run. And we will chat to you next week. Bye. Bye.